Welcome to the Three Fifty Nine. I'm Roger Chang. I'm Ben Fox Rubin. Apple has a big event slated for next Monday, but this morning quietly announced two new iPads: a refreshed iPad Mini and a new, larger 10.5-inch iPad Air. The iPad Air starts at $499, while the new iPad Mini starts at $399. And they're discontinuing the 10.5-inch iPad Pro. So this kind of, the the new iPad Air basically replaces that one, right? This is the confusing thing. They haven't brought out a new iPad Air for two years. Uh, and now that they have, it yes, essentially works to replace the iPad Pro. It's larger. It's the 10.5-inch one. It works with a Apple Pencil. So it basically is is the iPad Pro in all but name. So we were talking about this just ahead of the podcast, that it's kind of like they're taking the Air name and making it more like the Pro. They just did that with the MacBook Air. The MacBook yep. Air is almost indistinguishable from the MacBook Pro. The specs are almost identical. Do you think there's any reason for that? I, it's it's weird. It's weird. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. The the Mac, it, the iPad lineup has gotten a lot like the Mac lineup in that it's kind of confusing. There's a bit of overlap here and there, and it's it is kind of it's getting harder to figure out which is the iPad you want. Mm. Um, I mean, essentially, I guess this is supposed to be a work level type iPad since it's got keyboard accessory. It's got the Apple Pencil compatibility. I mean, look, these things have never really been that great for the workplace, but definitely, uh, they're definitely trying to present the Air as the new Pro. So from a financial perspective, I was just pulling up the numbers. It looks like the iPad uh, business line had actually done better in the December quarter. Mm. Uh, so we'd been seeing it, seeing it gone down for quarter after quarter yeah. after quarter. Uh, obviously, they figured out a way to at least inject a little bit more life into the iPads, but it's still like they just sent out a press release. Right. So so obviously their posture at Apple is um, we're not going to treat this as a big thing. And I know they've done well in getting these things in schools, and that's, I think, what has helped reverse some of the declines in sales. Also, the fact that they're releasing the hardware here via press release is sort of a tacit acknowledgement that next week's event will likely be mostly content-focused. We're probably not going to see any hardware. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good point. All right, so next up, let's talk about facial recognition. CNET is, uh, has kicked off its uh, latest special report dedicated to this topic. Uh, ben, you are you had sort of the lead story today in this exhaustive investigative piece. Oh, tell thank me, you. <laughs> tell me what you found. So uh, facial recognition used by law enforcement has largely been promoted as a way to solve cold cases or find missing children or reduce human trafficking. Really, these big, controversial, yeah, these, like, some attention-gathering of the, crimes, right? Uh, but I went and I got uh, police reports from one of Amazon's only uh, known law enforcement agencies that uses their facial recognition, and largely they were using it for petty crimes. Very yeah. minor crimes like uh, theft of a bicycle, $12 shoplifting case, which uh, the ACLU, I talked to them about uh, this this finding, and they said, look, this, this shows that this type of technology is completely unnecessary. Why would you create this huge facial recognition database just to solve a $12 shoplifting case? Right. Well, look, it, it's a fascinating story. And it basically, it, and yeah, and I think it is a great illustration of this um, balance between uh, the need to use facial recognition to solve crimes and like, the fear of overreach, right? Yeah. This is this is where we're going 
this is sort of the nation state where we're, we're, we're just going to be using facial recognition everywhere. Well, and that's the concern of the ACLU, that yep. it's just going to be a slippery slope. But in the defense of the Washington County Sheriff's Office, which uh, is the one using this tool, they say that it really speeds up their investigations. Mm -hmm. Even for these minor investigations, uh, it can sometimes take days to identify somebody's face. Right. This, you just plug it into the tool. If it's one of the mugshots that they have in their database, it comes back almost instantly. All right, well, I mean, we've got a lot more facial recognition stories uh, exploring both the pluses and minus. There are some good things about it, for sure, um, but uh, stay tuned to CNET for, for the rest of the stories. Lastly, we want to give a shout-out to Ian Sher and Scott Stein, who are on the ground at the Game Developer Conference in San Francisco. Uh, we expect The big news we expect is Google potentially announcing this game streaming service tomorrow. Ooh. Um, like, like a Twitch? Not like a Twitch, no, more like a cloud gaming service. Basically the idea that you can use low-powered hardware mm -hmm. to play whatever games, whether it's uh, the, you know, the latest AAA title, for, like Assassin's Creed or Red Dead Redemption, right? So uh, we'll see. I mean, that's, that's sort of the big thing. Game streaming has started to take off a bit. It's still kind of niche, but you know, with Google kind of putting their resources behind it, it could be more of a mainstream thing. Uh, at least until Google makes its announcement, Laura Grunin has a nice wrap-up of the services that are actually out there now. Nice. So for more on GDC, facial recognition, and all else tech, check us out on CNET. I'm Roger Chang. I'm Ben Fox Rubin. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.